player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 294 of the two-player co-op podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How are you doing? Fantastic. Should have been here for the pre-show, but if you like what you're seeing, I don't even know. Make sure you like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family, and everyone in betwixt. If you only listen to us on audio services, that's cool too. Just give us a cool too. Just give us a five-star review thumbs up or whatever your service allows if you want to if you really like us and you want to pocket harvard you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash two player co-op where for just a dollar and all these bonuses stack for a dollar you become a booster we get the podcast live one day early every week on youtube three dollars makes you a sponsor where you get a bonus episode every month i'm losing my voice five dollars makes you a producer <laughs> why are you looking at my hair i'm just watching you Watch it where you can watch this with the cord, the podcast live on YouTube. <laughs> $10 makes you affiliate where you get a monthly Q&A episode. And $10 makes you a partner where you can choose a bonus episode topic and you can record with us if you so choose. Partner. A partner. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Derek. Some of our patrons deserve a shout out, just like our affiliates. James Solar, make sure you check out James Games and more on YouTube, as well as Sarah Solar, John Tingley, Derek Banford, and Mom! Not here. Again. Doesn't show up. The, the streak continues. Uh, as well as our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, the streak continues. <laughs> Dustin Downs, as well as Chris Peralta, make sure you check out PS Rewind on YouTube. If you like cool t-shirts and the like, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. There is no parking in the Harvard Yard, but let's get serious for a second. <laughs> Fucking perfect timing. <laughs> God almighty. What did you have for dinner? Oh, sushi. Have you been to um, Sakura? We Sakura. went Saturday. Yeah. We had it tonight. It was fantastic. Yeah. it was. I got pretty basic stuff, but it was like great. I got I spicy got, tuna and yep. crunchy crawfish, and they're both amazing. Oh, you put crawfish in anything? I'm not doing. You've it. never had crawfish. I am aware. It's it's just it's good. You take them, you break their freaking neck, you rip the head off, and then you suck their body out of their body. <laughs> <laughs> do you like crab? Yes. How do you eat crab? I break their arms. And I suck their arm muscles out of their arm. Oh, so it's their arm body instead of their body body? I'm not eating their freaking intestines and stuff. Stuff. Anyways, it was amazing. It was amazing. But that, so, that's not even what I was going to say. But so go wait, ahead. So I got uh, spicy tuna, the Jackson roll. Uh, what was the other one? A dynamite roll. Three? <laughs> Three? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what I was really going to... So last night we had we had homemade sushi General Sal's chicken. Oh damn it, I saw it and then it's gone. Crawfish boils are fantastic. No, but Derek said something and they got rid of it. He said crayfish something. We did crawfish. We did mm. homemade General Sal's chicken. What did we call them growing up in New York? Crawdads. I don't know. Fucking Christ. Mud bugs. 
Crawfish is just lobster with more work and less meat. Exactly. What, what's the point? Okay. No, we called them crayfish in New Oh, York. we did. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, but we were stupid. Anyways, homemade general sows. So we got, we did it in the air fryer. Didn't come out quite as crispy as I would like it, but still very good. The sauce was like, I'm going to make a gallon of it. Say that again. The sauce. Okay. It's, I'm sure it's not legit, like... I think it's like porn man's general sauce, but the sauce was amazing. It was. I thought you said porn man. Sugar and water. <laughs> sugar and water. As a sugar, soy sauce, rice vinegar, hoisin sauce. What? Hoisin sauce. It's like Chinese barbecue sauce. Okay. Ketchup, which I think kind of just really gives it a little bit of red color. Like it's not much ketchup. Um, garlic, ginger. That may have been it. And then some cornstarch to like kind of thicken it up. Unbelievable. It was amazing. But that was last night. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine why you have the boots. So, but it, it, it was spicy? Um, or like enough? No, it was a little. I mean, nothing really in it was spicy, I guess. Okay. It was just had, it had a good, I won't even say kick. Tang, maybe? It was like a nice like bite. But no, it's not spicy. But I don't think of General Siles as really being spicy. Well, no, anyway. but it's got a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> God told me. Oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, it was very, very good. What did you have for dinner? What day is it? Uh, I had ravioli. Cheese ravioli. Mm. And one meatball. Because I, <laughs> I ran out of meatballs. <laughs> ravioli and one meatball i ran out of frozen meatballs so yeah mm. but i got a haircut too that was a while ago not since last podcast <laughs> pod told me <laughs> all right we haven't been drinking no, i haven't no. i assume you haven't no all right <laughs> sean you're freaking trash panda mark. ass god almighty with your freaking butt noises um, dang, the drink of history. <laughs> it's going to be the best podcast ever. All right, Sean, Sean. So I was going to say Saul, but Sean. Okay, Better leading into Sean. that, I have to call Sean. Um, spoiler free, we do have to say goodbye on this podcast to Better Call Saul. Um, to me, this is easily, you still say it's three or is it gone up to two? No, it's three probably. Okay. To me, it's, I think it's three, but I think it's like one one B. No, one, I think one it's a, it's B. three, but I don't even know what four would be. I'm not trying to knock it, but like, and I'm uh, it'd probably be like The Office or Seinfeld. But I put those no, those like are sitcom. Yeah, when I look yeah. at just like dramas, I haven't really. I don't know. I don't know what else would be up there. Well, again, but it's we easily watched, number three. We haven't watched ever. Like I don't watch. CSI. I watched. I didn't watch The Sopranos. I watched the first season of The Wire. It was really good, but I never watched any other seasons. Um, I never got into, like, Walking Dead or... Oh, my God. Can we not bring up Walking Dead? But yeah, it's it's a solid number three, for sure. To me, it's 1A. Breaking Bad is still number one. But this... I, I will say this about Better Call Saul. I do think it's 1A, like I said, but... There are times when Better Call Saul, like the highs of Better Call Saul, 
some of those highs are better than the highs of Breaking Bad, is what I would say. But it all depends what you want from a show. Do you just want <clears throat> like nonstop freaking insanity, which is great? And again, I still think Breaking Bad is a little bit better. Belter. But when, uh, I don't want to go back there. Belder calls Saul. Belder calls Saul. Is at its best. Like, I don't think we're ever going to get a show like this again. Like, Rasan says, you got to watch Ozark. Watch Ozark, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll get to it. But then he's like, it's just a knockoff of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Better Call Saul, and it's not as good. Would you agree? I only watched a few episodes of it. Okay. But it seemed good. But yeah, it seems like it's just more Breaking Bad. Chris in the chat says, I had my doubts about Better Call Saul, but what that show and cast and writers pulled off is nothing short of perfection. Thank you. Like, they took a side character who was just a joke. And again, remember, when Better Call Saul launched, what they thought they were going to do is make a 30-minute show every week that was a comedy about Saul. Then when they went this other way, they're like, okay, well, by the end of season one, he's going to be Saul. He did not become Saul, spoiler alert, until halfway through season six, officially. Like, the, the like Gould and Gilligan and all the writers on the show are so freaking good. Like, what they pulled off with, like, it's easily the best prequel ever, period. Like, prequel show? Yeah, prequel anything. Is it better than Star Wars 1, 2, 3? Yeah. Charlie what other prequels? What other prequels? <laughs> I don't know. But like it's it's like prequels are tough to do and even this show struggled with it at times because you know how certain characters are going to play out. But you I will introduce... say yeah, prequels don't usually work out. Right. And even this I thought it was very good, but it's almost like damn it if you do damn it if you don't kind of thing but like on one hand imagine if you didn't if breaking bad didn't already exist and you didn't know well you know so and so isn't gonna die whatever imagine how much better it could be but then if breaking bad didn't exist Why would you maybe you it? wouldn't care about yeah. those characters you, yep. so i don't know but yeah they still made it fantastic even though you know the fate of majority of the characters i would say I will say this, one of the best series finales I've ever seen. So there's like uh, Felina, mm-hmm. Saul gone, above, and then there's Dexter, season eight, down here. And actually, New Blood, the more I think about it, it's kind of like in the middle. Like At first I was like, yeah, hell yeah. But then I'm like, but you robbed us of this scene with that person that I would have loved to see. And also why is this small town cop figuring out everything when he was in Miami in the middle of Miami Metro PD and no one figured anything out. And then this chick up in upstate New York, shout out figures everything out because of a random encounter with this person that I was happy to see, but also like, yeah. So I don't know. The new Saints Row is apparently a complete mess despite being delayed. For yep, not playing it. Yeah. I'm we're not, we're not going to talk about it, so I'll talk about it now. Saints Row, no thank you. 
I haven't played. Have you played any of them? No. Okay. Yay. Um, before we move on from TV, so the reason we're recording this on Monday, I wanted to watch House of the Dragon last night. I thought it was Enter the Dragon. That's Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I like it a lot. I mean, talk about it. It's another prequel series. Well, um, yes. But it's a prequel in that... I can't imagine there's any... This is 172, 176, 170 something years before this is in like Game of Thrones. It doesn't even... It's not even in... Well, somebody was saying today... That it was Game based of Thrones, on like 12th century time okay. frame history, whatever. Okay. But yeah, it's it's in its own world. Um, <clears throat> they actually said something in the episode about a date. And I think they basically... I think it's the Targaryens' own like calendar, essentially, where they're like, "Well, our dynasty started here, so we're going to call that like the year zero, zero, and now we're in like the year one hundred or something." I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it was very good. Um, I mean, it's one episode. Who knows where it's going to go from here? Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was keeping my hopes in check. I didn't know if it was really. It still felt like Game of Thrones is probably the best compliment. I can give so I was pleasantly surprised I uh, can't wait to see more for sure so does anyone cross over or is this like I don't know how ages worked in that world you know what I mean like I don't know if anybody from GOT can cross over into this no I mean you might hear I mean, this is the prequel so there's probably like some names in this that maybe you heard mentioned in Game of Thrones like it wasn't me it was Ignacio it, kind of but you're talking well, many generations also, yeah. prior so unless they're just talking about oh yeah back in the days of king so-and-so you know but i, I mean I, maybe not but what this does do minor spoiler i guess is that in the first episode they're already i don't know if it really means anything but they're already talking about the white walkers. the white walkers okay. And right now it's just like a prophecy, you know, oh, so-and-so had a dream and, you know, he foretold of this threat from up north that all the houses so need the to unite again. So it's like, ah, that's Game show. of Thrones. But and they like, called that prophecy A Song of Ice and Fire, which is, which is what the books. The books yeah. yeah. So they, in, in that world, have they not showed up until they show up in GOT? Do you know? I'm trying to think if that was the first time anybody saw them was in... You see one, or you at least I don't remember if you see them. When he holds the door? No, no, no. You see okay. them, I think, in the first episode. Oh. Something goes down with them in the first episode. But I can't remember, did they actually show them, or do you just see aftermath kind of thing? I don't remember. I think you actually see them. But I can't remember if that was the first. I think even that was like a, oh, my God, are you serious? They're back? That kind of thing. So I think even before Game of Thrones they had made their presence felt before. I think the big thing was that they were up there. They built the wall. They basically said, y'all ain't coming past this wall. But now all of a sudden they're being spotted south of the wall. So that's kind of like the big threat. But they knew of their existence and everything before before Game of Thrones. Okay. But in this, I don't think anybody even <clears throat> knows that they're real. I think there's just this prophecy that there's something coming that's bad. And we all need to unite and blah 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 to fight them off. But it's called COVID. Yes, basically. Um, 
Well, I hope it's good. I hope it stays good. Do, do we know how many seasons they're going to do? Have they said? I don't think they've said. Okay. Well, I hope it's good. I hope it stays good. Um, one other thing here real quick. PlayStation tweeted today, happy fifth anniversary to Uncharted The Lost Legacy. And then in that tweet, they said, quote, hopefully everyone has had some time to practice, dot, dot, dot. Don't do this. Don't give me hope. I don't it, I don't even know if it's hope, but it's like it's it, it, it If you would finish Uncharted 4, you would be in my seat right now. Like just leave it alone. Kind of thing. Yeah, like it ended perfectly. I know where they can go after that game, but don't say it in the chat. He hasn't beaten it. You got some you got some bubble gummies. Um it it's weird well no actually it's not weird because so we assume so we know naughty dog is doing factions and we assume i'm just gonna say it last of us three because they're going to the rumors that i think bend is doing the next uncharted i think it's just weird that they tweeted this a couple days before or actually one day before as we're recording this monday night Gamescom opening night live is tomorrow. Um, it's weird that they tweeted this. Make sure you practice. What? Yeah, I don't even understand what they're trying to insinuate. I mean, clearly they're trying to just hint at something or just kind of stoke the fire kind of thing. But I don't even know what. I don't know. Not knowing how four ended. God. Like. I don't know. I will say this. When it comes to video game endings, it's Metal Gear Solid 3, and then it's Uncharted 4, and that's it. Like, the ending to that game, and no matter what you think I'm hinting at, you don't don't know. Like, it was... A lot of people hate it on the final boss battle, too. Like... Boss battles in Char- in Uncharted have not been great. Well, it's tough when it's it's all just people. Your people, right? So Your you shoot them once, Jones. they should be dead. It's not like ooh, that guy, Unless that got the blue, just ooze, human whatever. being. His health bar is going down. Right. I shot him. He's dead. Why is this a boss? But yeah, the final boss is you didn't feel the <coughs> feel the dead air as I was taking my Coke sip, um, Coke cold. Um, it is so. To me, I thought it was perfect. It was like the culmination of these three games on PS3 coming to PS4. That was my elbow. Then why'd you do this? Because I was moving my elbow. It, see, it did that. I think you keep farting. Okay. <laughs> Amy Hennig started writing this game. She left. They had to take what she did and what they had built and mold it into what Uncharted 4 became. But the way they got it all together at the end, it was so freaking good. And that ending, the ending boss fight is really good. The actual ending, again, I like. I can't think of any other video game ending that I was just like, holy crap, between MGS3 and UC4. And just for that alone, <laughs> the winches, the sliding, the, the grappling hooks and the ropes and stuff, get through that. And see the ending, or just look it up. On YouTube, oh, I mean, I it's not like I was playing the game and I didn't enjoy it. 
I don't know. I think I was playing it maybe when I got my PS5. Like, there's some kind of just bad timing thing where something else started, and I'm like, oh, time for that now, and I just never went back. But no, I was I enjoying was, my time with it. It was this year. I think it, I think you played it maybe it right not before Horizon. No, it was this year. I don't think so. Let me look up when I got my last trophy. I think it was this year. I don't think so. I feel like it was much longer ago than that. Why do I have to sign in? and crap well because you don't know how to manage your phone no like i have to sign into ps app thank you chris the villain and uh, the <laughs> the villain villain in uncharted 4 was very well acted and written his name is rafe and he's just a dude and that that is Dressed what makes as a it dude so good. Playing another dude, disguised He's not as, disguised another, as dude. another dude. He's he is a dude playing another dude. I will <laughs> say that, as most people in in uh, Uncharted are. Complete in box Mario RPG three hundred twenty two dollars. Holy crap! Most expensive game. Wow. Hell yeah, Derek. That's like I don't have. So I pre-ordered. We'll talk about it here later. But I pre-ordered the Genesis Mini Two, and they're they're only printing or making a tenth of what they did for the Genesis Mini One. Part of me is like I should just leave it in the box, but I can't do that. Just buy two. Yeah. Okay. For like two hundred and seventy dollars, when you count in shipping. No. You there yet? No. There it is. I only have one percent of the trophies. December 24th, 2020. So it was right before Christmas. So I did get the PS5. Holy shit, it was that long ago. Oh, it was before Demon's Souls. After this, I was like, ooh, it's time to play Demon's Souls. And then I just never I thought you back. got that at launch. Oh, no, it was launch. Lunch? <laughs> <laughs> so I got something. At, well, let's see what I started playing after Uncharted 4. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing, Space Kabam. <laughs> Words. My name is Mayo. No, it was Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, you got that for Christmas. That's what it was. You suck. What? Can you please go back? You've got. I want to, but now I've got other stuff to nothing? play. You don't have. You have nothing. I got actually. TMNT, and I got in a week. Last of Us. In a week. In nine days, you got TMNT. You have 11 days to last of us. You can be Uncharted 4. I, I, like, no bullshit. The last part I remember is when I'm at the party. Which is freaking amazing. That's where Nadine comes in and everything. Yes. Play this freaking chat. No, but what? Am I, like, 10% of the way through? I don't know. I think it's chapter 3 and there's 16 or 17. But it's not like Death Stranding. Where I'm like, well, chapter (laughs) 3 takes 25 hours. It's not like that. Right. I promise you, if you see it through, don't get annoyed with the sliding and the rope. I promise you. It, it's worth it. Like, right now, you have literally nothing to play because of what we're going to talk about here in a second. We just finished up. Um, no bullshit. It is It is worth it. The, the story in this, I think you will think, is one of the best stories ever told in a game. Because you, you played one, you played two, you played kind of three. You can... Read no. a story, recap, whatever. I thought you did. I thought you got through the, the prologue thing. I don't know. What happens? Young Drake. Spoiler. No, like young Indiana Jones? No. 
like kid Drake, like 10 year old, like 12, 13 year old Drake. That's where you, that's where he meets Sully in the museum and all that shit. I'm sorry. Wasn't that Uncharted 4? <laughs> Don't you play as young Drake at the beginning of Uncharted 4? Oh my God. In Uncharted 4, you start in a freaking shipwreck where your speedboat is crashed and you're like, how did I get here? What happened to me? What game am I thinking of where you're like a kid, but you're in like an orphanage or something? Uncharted 3! Really? <laughs> so I guess I did play it. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, trust me, I'm sure. Right, I mean, we can go on. But. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you hit yourself pretty hard. Well, you saying, do I please kid Drake? Oh, Wait, no. Okay. Okay. I don't think I played three at all. There is a flashback to Nate and his brother at the orphanage. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. So that was four. Okay. I don't think I played three at all. I think I read what happened, but I don't remember now. (laughs) That's all. Did you hit yourself with your ring? Yeah. Hurt a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Okay. After I hit myself in the face. Thanks, Chris. The orphanage is in four. Thank you, Chris. Also, Nate Drake as a kid is in three, but we missed that. Okay. Oh, headache. Okay. All right, Sean. Yes. What have we been playing this week? The answer is one game. That answer is Blossom. (laughs) Why? The answer is one game. And that answer is Blossom Tales 2. Sean. Yes. Did you beat it? No. I did. I'm in the final dungeon. Okay. I will say the trek to the final dungeon is horrible. There's the the puzzles with like the blue and the red crosses and you have to like connect them all or whatever. Yes. Where you got to walk this way I that way. I hated those. And like then I got blue. into the dungeon and like the second room there was another one and it looked huge. That's You're when like, I was I like quit. I'm done. So I think the, like the blue means no I get what it means you have it's to just walk hard one tile you have to go straight you through have to go straight. red you have to walk onto it turn yeah you have to turn and as soon as I saw that I'm like I'm done I also hated those puzzles you were talking about where yeah. you have to connect them but then I swear to god there were times where I'm like oh I can just let's see if oh if I connect this one to that one that should do it and I'm attacking it and attack and attack and it won't do the stupid because thing to connect them. T- I'm like, there's certain times you can't cross the streams, but I don't know what determines. Okay. Maybe that, that was it, but yeah, I'm like this. Uh, look, so, it's not like a different statue. It looks identical. Yes. Why? When I hit that one, does it light up? I but I can't. Uh. So when I was doing it, when I thought you had to make everything red, not green, which is way more difficult and probably impossible. It seemed like, if there were two streams going across, you couldn't hit one. If you already had one up, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't hit another one up or something. Maybe but that. I, I, never I think it was. Out, I think there was like a. a but you got to look yeah. at. So like if there's two, you got to have two things connected. Like this way, this way, this way, this, or this, this, whatever. Yeah. Or if it's three, then. Yeah. Know, yeah. You know. What if it was math. four? <laughs> they don't exist in the game. Thank you very much. Um but overall, what'd you think about Blossom Tales? So far. I think it's fine. I think it's a little underwhelming for me anyway. To me, it is Thank you, John. <clears throat> it is just more Blossom Tales. 
it's like they changed. I mean, it's a new world, whatever. I assume, I mean, I'm sure it is, but like, I mean, it's all stories. I think it's all very unmemorable. Like, there's anytime I'm in the overworld, I'm just like, just come on, I want to get to the next dungeon. Like, I'm not really exploring at all. I, I feel like nothing is <clears throat> making me want to. The gameplay, there's something about the sword that bothers me. And I don't know, it's like she doesn't swing it as fast as I want her to. It bothers me that apparently until very late in the game, you don't get a sword that you can kill like rats and snakes in one hit. I'm like, these things should not no, still be taking two can, hits not the snakes, this yeah. late into the game. It was yeah. driving me nuts. Um, my biggest pet peeve, the controls. Why does a different button initiate conversation than what advances the conversation? Why do I have to use my sword, my sword button, to talk to somebody, <clears throat> A, and B, well, B, <laughs> and then push a, a to advance the conversation through it? And I swear, maybe I'm just going crazy, but it seems like there are some times where like you're like maybe the hot air balloons or something when you're choosing which one you want to go to and you think you should hit B but you actually have to hit A or vice versa it just you the hit, controls just seem weird you hit B when you go up to the stand you hit to B. open up the map but then, you, then choose you choose the one you want but you hit, hit A. A it just it, it bothers me um I feel like there's a lot of all the shoulder buttons are not used I feel like <laughs> James called you out. I don't think Sean has played any of Uncharted Three. He doesn't have any trophies. So there, there you go. go. Yeah, I mean, I only have one trophy from Four somehow. Um, I feel like maybe the roll should have been one of the shoulder buttons, or you should be able to like cycle through. It's not like N sixty four Ocarina Water Temple bad, but every time I have to like open the menu and like. Ooh, I have to throw a bomb at that. And then once I go in there, ooh, I got to shoot that guy with an arrow. And then, ooh, I got to yo-yo across this gap. And then, ooh, I got to use my teleporter. And I'm like, why am I having to switch my items so much? I feel like maybe if you could cycle through them with L and R, that would be nice. But, like, I feel like A should just be interact. Talk, open, whatever. B should be nothing but sword. Yeah. There are times where I'm, like, trying to, like, uh, smash a pot and he picks it up and then yeah. I'm like no put it down and she, smash it and then she, she okay hey, and then just, she picks it back we're gonna up gonna get puts canceled it down, here picks it up puts it down picks it up puts it down I'm like I just want you to hit it with your sword and break it the controls drive me nuts I don't know how this got through any kind of testing where nobody was like why are you having B do all of this it just seems weird that being said for the most part watch Kurt I enjoyed the game I think the boss fights were fun I think with the exception of these last ones we were just talking about, I enjoyed the puzzles. Yes. Like <clears throat> overall, I enjoyed it. It just seems like for it being what, three, four years, whatever, since the five. first one, five years since the first one came out, it just, it looks identical. Now I haven't, I think, I think it does, but I haven't it looked does. back at one. It does. Yeah. It seems like I mean, it didn't really change. Different yeah. Different enemies, different map, but like, I feel like it plays the exact same way. It doesn't seem like it added anything. Maybe there's new items that weren't in the first one, but nothing is really groundbreaking there. You've got a bomb, you've got a bow and arrow, you've got a hook shot, you've got a boomerang, you've got potions. Like, And I don't know, it seems like... It almost seems like you could just make a Zelda-like game 
And how could it possibly be bad? And I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad. But it seems like it should just be a slam dunk. And as I'm playing this yeah. game, I'm like, I didn't go into this expecting Zelda. I know it's a Zelda knockoff, Ish, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But it's not, I don't, I'm close enough to the end that I'm definitely going to beat it. <clears throat> I think this will be in my top 10 because, but I don't know, maybe not. If it's in my top 10 at the end of the year, it's probably going to be like number nine, number 10. It's fine but it's not like drawing me in see to me i think it's better than tunic now i don't know if you're gonna play it or not it's up to you if it comes to playstation i'll play <clears throat> well it is next month oh is that next month yeah. okay but like there's something about oh, freaking chairs there no it was chairs don't i know okay. i'm just reading the chat there, there's something about this game that like and I saw some of the user reviews on Metacritic were like, oh my God, this isn't 16-bit. This isn't even 8-bit. This is like 4-bit graphics. No, I was like, that's what stupid. the hell are you talking about? Like, it's the same as Blossom Tales 1, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, if we would have got A Link to the Past 2 on SNES before we got Ocarina, would anyone have complained about that? Now, I'm not saying this game is <laughs> Link to the Past. I'm not saying that. But I really like this game now i only ended up with 10 hearts and apparently you can get 18 so again i did not do much uh -huh. exploring yeah um i got the master sword or whatever it's called in in this game the the king sword and i told sean about that which you definitely want to get because yeah. that made the fast the the final boss fight easier um my big problem with the controls that i still don't understand why they didn't fix this from the first game it's the same thing it uh Oh my God. Link's What's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Thank you. The biggest thing they fixed from the original game to the new one is not the graphics or anything like that. It's just putting the shield on R1 or R2, whatever it was. And then you've got two item buttons. I ended up like never using the shield because I was like, I would rather have the yo yo and the bombs or the yo yo and the arrow or what at like or yeah. the transport or whatever like a shield should not be like Link's Awakening on the Game Boy was even worse because you, you had to, to equip actually the equip the sword what are we talking about like what are you doing I know they had two buttons whatever but like yeah you kind of you should have never put the shield as an equipable weapon I know um What else? Uh, oh, uh, the guy that works in the post office. You know what his name is? Do you remember? Did no. you go to the post office? I did. I delivered one letter and I never even found Me too. the second person. Me too. I mean, the second person. His name is Kevin. So you should <laughs> really? go back there. I don't remember that. Um, oh, yeah. I get what you're saying because I had that happen to me a lot. When you're going up to a pot and you want to break it, if you stop moving, that's when you pick it up and you're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you just got to keep walking and blow it up. One thing I did like, based on my notes, it was early in the game. When you get to the late game, this does not happen. But early in the game, when you don't have a lot of hearts, if you're down to one or two hearts and you break something or you cut a leap, you cut a bush, whatever. It seems like you get hearts more than you get coins, which I did appreciate. I'm like, I got four hearts. Like, I'm, I, I don't have potions. Would it like help me out? Yeah, I like that. Um, I love 
the item in this that lets you float, swim. Oh, yes. That was like... That, well, that's okay, adorable. that's cute. That, yeah. That's adorable. I love that. Um, but yeah, so you've got a water temple, a desert temple. What was the third one? It's like an undead, that, the haunted house thing. Right. Um, the, the final dungeon is not that bad. It's... It's just getting there that sucks because you've got like, you've got colored barriers, like you've got pink, blue, and green, I think, and gray. Um, you got to hit switches that open up things way over here and then you got to do like, it's a pain in the butt. I hated that part. But when you get to the final dungeon, after you get past that first room, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and it was actually a lot of fun. There's a bunch of minotaurs in there. They either throw spears at you or they just come up and hack you, whatever. Um, the the two final boss fights I thought were really good. Um, the, the first one, so I went into that. I think I had six bottles. Holy crap. I only have two. You get, you must have so much money. No, I've been buying heart pieces. Well, <laughs> no, okay. Then you're going to be in trouble because I went in there with four uh, four health potions, one rejuvenation, and one bubble shield thing. Um, I used three of my health potions and a rejuvenation. And then when I was at the final boss and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this, I hit the bubble shield and I, I just went up to him and was like, <laughs> and I beat him. Um, and I just love how this game is portrayed. It's the same way the first one was where it's like, it's a grandpa speaking to his two grandkids, a granddaughter and a grandson. And as you go through the story, it's like, you're really just playing through a story that he's telling. We never know right. if that actually happened. I'm guessing it didn't, whatever. But like, you can make choices as you go through the game that affect what enemies you're facing or what item you get. Like when you get the musical item, you can choose this or that. You can either fight frogs or boars or whatever. I don't even remember what it was, but like I, I'm higher on this game than you are. Now, if we were to review it, I would probably say it's like, I get like a six or seven. I would say an eight. Yeah. It's not as good as trigger, Witch for sure. Trigger, Witch was like nothing I've ever. Do you think it's better, worse, or the same as the first one? The same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, I think it's the same, but because of that, I kind of think it's worse because it's like it should have been better. And it's not that years. you tried and you failed at making it better. It seems like you didn't even try. You just made more of what you already did. Yeah. I would rather they try to do a new, a few new things that maybe didn't land and ended up making the game slightly worse for it. It just seems like they did nothing new. It's basically going from like Mario to lost levels, like just oh. literally more of the same game. That's how I feel. But well, and the other thing when it comes to controls is like, it's, I remember playing the first game and thinking this, like it is just floaty. It's like when you're controlling Lily and you swipe your sword she doesn't stand still and just do this. It seems like every time you move your sword, she's like going forward. Like, yeah, it's like pronounced whichever way you're like, if you lean at all on the stick and you hit your sword button, she's going that way full bore. And then it's like, well, the other thing, and I don't hold it against the game because I think it's my switch because, Oh God, because 
Actually, I'm almost positive it's the Switch because it only happened when I play in handheld mode. I would just be walking and all of a sudden it's like I'm holding left or up or right or something. And she just keeps walking. I'm like, stop. And I'm not moving at all. And she just keeps walking. I have to like pause it. And I just like circle the joystick, hit the up, down, left, right a bunch and just try to like cancel it out and unpause. And then, okay, she's not moving anymore. That happened, I don't know, four or five times so far. And I don't think it has anything to do with the game. I think yeah. it's just crappy Switch. But that was driving me nuts. Also, it makes me really appreciate the DualSense that much more. Because oh the Switch Pro controller, as much as I loved that controller when I first got it, it just feels it feels like a little toy now. It just feels cheap compared to DualSense. The big thing is... I will never understand how anyone uses that controller to play a game with the D-pad. Like, the analogs, that's fine. That D-pad, like, they invented the freaking D-pad. <laughs> how has Nintendo screwed this up so much? Like, if you're moving one way, and if you barely, if you're pushing... If you're, right, like, 91 degrees instead you're going of 90 up. degrees, it's, uh Yeah. Like if you go back to when we were doing our uh, Ultra Street Fighter seventy five, whatever what the hell, whatever it was, the Ultra Street Fighter two, the Final Challengers thing, our, our stream, I had to switch on my pro controller because we were playing it on Switch. I had to use the analog. I never use analog when I'm playing Street Fighter. Yeah. That pro controller sucks so bad that playing Street Fighter, I was like, I cannot do a freaking fireball consistently. Also, I'm down like. 30 to 27, whatever it was. I was like, oh, but like, I, I, God, when that controller came out, I loved it. And I think I loved it because it was not that important with Breath of the Wild. It was just like up to do this, down to do this, right. whatever. But you're using the stick, so you're fine. If you use anything, like, oh my God, when I played the messenger on that thing, I was like. For me, it was Celeste. When I'm trying to like uh, jump across this thing and then dash yeah. up to grab a vine go, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like going diagonal. Yeah. I'm like, please, for the love of God, just go straight up and diagonal, diagonal. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Blossom Tales 2, if you like A Link to the Past, I would say try it. Both Switch controllers suck for Street Fighter. Yes, they do. And it's a shame because like, oh, one thing I just remembered. The NVIDIA leak had, oh, God, what was it called? It was like Ultra Street Fighter 2 2, but I cannot remember what it was called. Do you remember this? It wasn't, it was like, it wasn't Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. It was something Street Fighter 2, like the last challenge. Like there was something. The Last of Us? Yes. Joel and Ellie are like, <laughs> big time. But like something, I think something else is coming. But man, why put that? Why strand that game on Switch? I think Ultra Street Fighter Two <clears throat> is the best version of Street Fighter Two, except except that it's confined to the Switch. Yep. But like, give me Violent Ken in another game. Like, I love Violent Ken. I hate having to play it on the Switch. Actually, I don't mean I don't even own it. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you played it on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I would buy it if it came out. The on, and we're like, grab the Joy-Con. <laughs> and Ryu was on the screen like. <laughs> we're like. <laughs> Great video if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, go look it up. It's only five years old. All right. Blossom Tales 2. I give it an eight. Sean says six or a seven. Right? 
Yeah, get call up key uh, six and a half. All right, Sean, want to get news of the week? Let's do it. All right, Sean. Embracer just keeps on embracing for the future. This comes from VGC. Colossal video game holdings company Embracer Group has entered into an agreement to purchase the rights to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and will explore opportunities to create new games, movies, and more based on the IP. Embracer has acquired Middle Earth Enterprises from the Saul Zan Zanes. Better call Saul. From the Better Call Saul. Comp, 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 comp. And with it, the world right world worldwide <laughs> rights to motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and state stage productions relating to the writing of J.R.R. What's his name? Tolkien? No. What's his name? Railroad. Oh, J.R.R. Martin. Uh Thanks. <laughs> as well as matching rights and literary works authorized by the Tolkien estate and Harper Collins. The majority of Lord of the Rings media to be re- released in the last few decades is ultimately owned by Middle Earth Enterprises. Why is Earth not capitalized? If it's Middle Earth, shouldn't it be Middle Dash capital E? Or are they saying Earth is not like, like the planet is just Middle Earth? Yeah, I mean, it's not taking place on Earth, so I think they're just saying, like, Earth. But I still think middle if you're calling Earth. a planet with a hyphen, it should be middle, capital M, Earth, capital E. <laughs> Blood. <clears throat> with aspects being licensed out for the creation of the likes of Peter Jackson's film trilogies, the Lord of the Ring video games, and so on. Embracer has said it plans to collaborate with both established and new recipients of these licenses and will explore other opportunities, including, quote, additional movies based on iconic characters. (laughs) I'm cringing as I read it. Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum. Sorry. (laughs) Galadriel, Ewan. Eowyn. Eowyn and other characters from Tolkien's work. Quote, I'm truly excited to have The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, one of the world's most epic fantasy franchises, <laughs> join the Embracer family, opening up for more transmedia. I hate that word so much. Opportunities, including synergy. Oh, my God. Including synergies across our global group, says Lars Wingafers, <laughs> founder and group CEO of Embracer. Quote, I'm thrilled to see what lies in the future for this IP with free, with free mode and ass modi. As Modi, as a start within the group. Going forward, we also look forward to collaborating with the both existing and new external licenses licensees of our increasingly stronger IP portfolio. If I'm ever a CEO or you are, can we please not talk like this? Just say just saying buzzwords. Stockholders. Embracer didn't specify how much the acquisition cost, but also acquired several several other companies, including Chivalry Developer Tripwire Interactive, Tuxedo Labs and more, declaring it's expensive for the whole bundle to be 8.2 billion Swedish corona. No, krona. <laughs> or around $787 million. Okay. You're telling me that you bought Tripwire, Limited Run Games, Tuxedo Labs, Singtrix, an undisclosed, undisclosed studio creating PC and console games, as well as the freaking rights to the Lord of the Ring and the Hot Up for the Hobbit, the Hobbit <laughs> for seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars. That's bullcrap. There's no freaking way. It seems a little 
Light? Yeah. Thank you, John. Middle-earned. Google <laughs> F-U. <laughs> I will not Google that, John, in the chat. Um, so right now, Embracer has 220 gaming projects in development. 25 of these are AAA games that will be released sometime between 25 and 26. They do have a, quote, highly anticipated AAA game to re- to be released later this year. We assume it's coming at Gamescom, whatever it is. Also, they will have multiple announcements at Gamescom. By the time you see this, that's old news, whatever. Also, in other reports from Jason Schreier and others, it looks like the KOTOR remake has moved from uh, Aspire over to Saber Interactive, which means you were looking at me. I knew you were going to do something stupid like that. I think the only thing I'm excited about this is that KOTOR is not dead. Yeah. I thought there was more to that. (laughs) It's not dead. It's not dead. Hopefully. But like Aspire should have never worked on this game no matter what. But like Embracer has, I think someone said 14,000 or 15 or 16,000 employees now across 220 game projects. I, I I guess I'm glad it's Embracer. Now, I know I think they had a little bit of Saudi or Chinese money. I can't remember which it was because I cannot keep all this blood money straight, but invested in them. The thing that's interesting, I think Colin was saying, sorry to bring it up. Colin was saying that like their year over year growth is down like 12% if you take out the acquisitions. So it's like they buy these companies and then they still, they do nothing with them. Yeah. Um, but like you've got, Lord, so I assume now if they have Lord of the Rings, they're going to get money from the Amazon show. They're going to get money from the Gollum game. If that actually comes out, I guess it's going to come out. I don't know. Well, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> Saudi, John, thank you. What did you say? <laughs> Is it my <laughs> it was if corn was Gollum. God took my precious. <laughs> so when I first saw this, I didn't realize they literally bought Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I thought they bought like Lord of the Rings like game IPs. No, they own, if you're going to make a movie, TV show, book, whatever, they own the rights now. That's insane. I mean. <sighs> it's insane, but like. No offense. I love the trilogy. I never saw The Hobbit. I will probably never see it. Pock the car down by The Hobbit. (laughs) I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, one of the best trilogies ever. Period. Full stop. But after you do that, like, the Hobbit movies kind of suck. You took, like, a 17-page book. And made it into 10 hours of film. Yeah. Um, And I know they're doing a show on Amazon... We've had Shadow War, Shadow of Mordor, uh, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. I assume they're going to make a third one. I don't know. But, like, I, I don't know how much more. I guess you can, like, we've milked Star Wars to the bone at this point. So you can milk. I mean, Lord yeah, that's Rains. that's clearly what's happening next. But what do you think about this deal? I think it's insane. <laughs> My precious. I don't know. 
I don't really. I don't. I don't think I like it, but I also don't think I care. You kept talking. I was like, <laughs> "Me pieces, yeah, tell me, tell me." Can you just do the rest of the podcast in that voice? <laughs> no, I, I mean, can't. we still got to do a bonus episode, but uh, <clears throat> no, I can't. But they bought limited run games. Limited run games is one of those things that I just like. They're based in North Carolina. And it's probably a good thing for them because they're getting money invested. Again, apparently it's Saudi blood money, but like, I don't know how they can function as a unit. So it doesn't, it, it, it was weird when I woke up Thursday, Wednesday, whenever this was, and I saw this news, but then I'm like, I mean, I know if limited run games, like on a unit basis, they're making a lot of money on what they print, but like, I'm, pr- oh, actually, I don't know. Were they the ones a couple of, or a few years ago that did the Street Fighter Two reissue on like the red SNES cartridge? Do you remember that? They did like a reprint of Street I don't remember Fighter Two, and it was a red cartridge with a different box art and everything. I, I don't know if it was them, but like hmm. on a per unit basis, they're making money. But like, like how many people do they employ? I, I, I just I don't know. No. Um, but yeah. To me, the biggest thing to come out of all this is that little... Oh, also with this tidbit, they, they said that they had moved a unnamed high-profile... I'm, I'm getting the quote wrong, but an unnamed high-profile third-party game to a new publisher mm. because they were not satisfied with the results and they want to meet the expectation that was given, something like that. Then, all of a sudden, their uh, their press release got edited and that was gone. So basically, they confirm hmm. that KOTOR is going to someone else. Then they deleted it, and then Schreier said today, yeah, KOTOR is going to Saber, which is what everybody is Sabre. <laughs> Derek's out. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Um, I want KOTOR remake to happen. I still, I, I still am not convinced it actually does but i feel like sony's got so much money invested into it that it probably has to come hell or high water but i don't know it seems like it's even though it did end up happening it's still in the process of happening it kind of feels like final fantasy 7 remake and like that would be perfect that makes perfect sense <clears throat> everybody wants it and then i could see it just never yeah. seeing the light of day but well, I'm never going to play regular KOTOR. No. All right, next up, we got a spotlight from Sony on Team Asobi, and this comes from Push Square. Astro's Playroom developer Team Asobi is expanding, and its next title will be its, quote, biggest to date. Creative and studio director Nicholas Doucet. Good job. Is that right? Yeah has said in a new GamesIndustry.biz interview. The team's follow-up project to the wonderful free PS5 pack-in title will be a, quote, full-blown commercial title, end quote, that explores Sony's hardware in new and creative ways. In other words, it's probably going to be a PSVR 2 game. I mean, if this is anything stole my but Astro 2. Okay, I, I don't be- need to read through all this. So the, the, the highlights are this. So... Team Asobi... Now, remember, Sony killed... Japan studio, which sucks. It 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 sucks. 
But out of that came Team Asobi. So Asobi was already there. They made Astro's... Uh, Astro's... What, what the hell is the game called? Astrobot Rescue Remission. That. What? what? <laughs> Rescue Remission. And then they did Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. Fuck the Astro's. On the PS5, which... I still don't understand why you rated that so low. And I rated it so high. I had it like number five that year and you were like 10. I don't remember what else was on my top 10, but I definitely liked it. Nine other games. Maybe eight. Mm, maybe. Well, also eight. But yeah. <laughs> um, So currently they have 60 employees and they are looking to hit 100 in the near future. They did also say that they are looking to... John Tingley says, I hope Team Asobi makes something new. We'll get to that in a second. So they, they did say that they're trying to stay focused on like Japanese development, but they're open to people joining the team from outside Japan. I think that's a good idea, especially in the post COVID world. Like what are we doing? Like as long as you have an entity in the U S then you can pay someone in USD if they want to work in Japan remotely. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, the next game is in production again, as we said, it's their biggest to date. Uh, there has been no limits placed on the team when it comes to time or budget, which makes me very happy. But I don't think it's going to be something new, John. I just, I just don't. Um, they're also continuing to experiment with hardware uh, as a focus. When you look at Astro's Playroom, like obviously they love the hardware, of the PS5. Yeah. To me, I don't think this is something new. I think this is Astro's rescue. What did you say? Rescue mission two. <laughs> yes. Um, but what do you think? I mean, all signs point to that. Uh, I think if they did something new, I'm looking forward to whatever they do. Honestly, they've they've won me over with Astro Rescue Mission and Astro Playroom. Um, I have all the faith in them that whatever they put out will be awesome. I just can't imagine we would get PSVR 2 and not get yeah. Rescue Mission 2 or something of that ilk. So I would be shocked if it's not Astro related, but we'll see. To me, I think it's definitely that unless they're not doing PSVR 2 and they're just trying to take Astrobot to the Mario level, which obviously mm, it will never yeah. be. But like, like Astrobot or Astro's Playroom was you could probably beat it in what an hour if you're not going for trophies hour and a half two hours something like that yeah but that game plates even if you don't factor in all the PlayStation nostalgia and everything that game played so freaking well as a 3D platformer and again don't don't even factor in the dual sense stuff like they they know how to make 3D platforming oh, work yeah. So whether it's PSVR 2 or it's just PS5, I'm excited to see what they do, but I definitely don't think it's something new. I think it's Astro something. I agree, yeah. But we shall see. Chris, I want a full retail version of Astrobot, but I also would love the studio to do another IP. Yeah. Astro's Rescue Rangers <laughs> from John. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's going to be whatever it is. I mean, their logo is freaking Astrobot, right? Yeah. It's going to be Astro something. And the last item on the list. This comes from uh, Polygon. Uh, 
Dead Island 2 is alive. Dead Island 2, the zombie action RPG announced in 2014 and originally planned for release the following year before mostly disappearing from the public consciousness, appears to be back. A new listing for the Deep Silver published game has appeared on Amazon, including new screenshots and a since-deleted description of the long-awaited sequel to 2011's Dead Island. That listing also noticed noted a release date for Dead Island 2, February 3rd, 2023. It's worth noting that the newly leaked listing for Dead Island 2 is separate from existing listing for Dead Island 2 for PS4 and Xbox One, which carry a placeholder date of December 31st, 2022. According to a description of the game, which has been removed from the listing, players will have six characters to choose from, each with their own unique personality and dialogue. The description sounds very familiar to the setup for Dead Island 2 established nearly a decade ago. But since that time, the game has changed hands from original developer Jaeger to Sumo Digital to Damn Buster Studios. The Deep Silver-owned studio that previously took over development of Homefront The Revolution from Crytek UK. Apparently that game sucked. I've never heard of it. Deep Silver hasn't officially announced a new release for Dead Island 2, but with Gamescom 2022 and its opening night live ceremony coming up, the new leak seems to be an imminent re-reveal. Night, John. Um, it's so... I, I do... So, I have two minds at this. I love leaks, but I hate them when they're this close to, like, a big event. Like, when The Last of Us Part 1 leaked, I was like, holy crap, they're doing it. This is awesome. But then also, I'm kind of like, oh, I like Jeff. And then when you see the show, I'm like, man, the, the show really sucked. I would have <laughs> yes. liked to be surprised by this. Yeah. Now, I could see this being the closer for opening night live we'll we'll find out tomorrow um but now that's leaked too like amazon's just like yeah whatever dead island 2 is back <laughs> I know you saw that cool trailer eight years ago whatever here it is um first two questions for you do you care and two do you remember the trailer the first time you saw it as of right now i don't care i don't remember the trailer and I, I wouldn't say I don't care because it does sound like something that could be fun, but I never played the first one. To me, if that's what's closing this tomorrow, I mean, just because it closes doesn't necessarily mean it's the biggest announcement, but to me, that would be kind of disappointing. And I know some people love this game and they would just lose their crap if that was announced, but to me, it's just kind of... Yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not expecting much out of this. <laughs> no. So I'm not. Expecting it, it very much well out of, could be the big announcement, but you're not expecting much out of opening night live or yes, this game no right? opening yeah. night live. I mean, yeah, me too. Um, I could definitely see this being the closer. That that trailer E3 2014. I'm pretty sure it was when a dude's just like power walk in on the boardwalk in LA whatever there's cute music and all everything. smug and satisfied he's all smug and satisfied he's like a little bed bug and then it's all of a sudden everything just goes to it, it, it was the ghost the, right the goat simulator yeah. ghost I'm sorry ghost simulator goat simulator 3 the sequel to 1 <laughs> trailer parodied it almost yeah. completely so it's funny that that was at summer game fest and now, and now this is actually happening at opening night 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 opening Nate live like I'm like I said to to Chris on Twitter I'm morbidly curious about this game I never played the first one 
But because that opening trailer was so good, and again, it's changed hands apparently three, four, five times. Who knows? I don't know what it's actually going to be, but I am morbidly curious to actually see this game when it actually comes out and maybe get my hands on it. Yeah, I'm not writing it off by any means. I just don't really know much about it. But I could I could see being interested in it. Well, we will recap opening night live next week if I can stay awake through the whole show because I'm assuming it's going to suck. Love you, Jeff, but it's going to suck. How long is it? Two hours. 30-plus games. He's already announced 11 games that are existing that are going to be there, and I'm like... Why did I block off my calendar? Hmm. Yeah. Now it's time for the wrap up, Sean. After a lot of teasing, Death Stranding is coming to PC Game Pass on August 23rd. It is not the director's cut. Also, Sony was not involved in this coming to PC Game Pass. I don't want to be negative, but did you see the thumb that kind of funny put up? when they talked about this on Kind of Funny Games Daily a couple days ago. No. It said, Death Stranding to Game Pass! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. And then there's Sam Porter Bridges, and in the background, it's the Xbox Game Pass logo. Then the description is like, oh, it's coming to PC Game Pass. <laughs> and people in the comments were like, and I was like, yeah, this is what they do, whatever. Like, yeah. It's it's not coming to Xbox. Yankees beat the root! <laughs> It's not coming to Xbox Game Pass. It probably never will, period, because Sony owns the IP when it comes to consoles. 505 ported it to PC. They can do what they want with it. That's why it's coming to PC Game Pass. It's never going to show up on Xbox. I hate people that do clickbait, kind of. I don't even like saying, what does clickbait even mean anymore? But like when you say, I'll even freaking show you. Like, they, 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 like, it's never going to come to Xbox period it's just not pc game pass yeah is that different from xbox game pass yes do i like to ask myself questions while i look up a youtube channel so i can show sean a screenshot yes screenshot. <laughs> death stranding comes to game pass xbox game pass i hate them so i guess i can play it again now on my xbox <laughs> Next up, Elden Ring, as of June, has sold 16.6 million units. Uh, last update we got was that as the end of March, it Foot. was 13.3. What? Foot. I don't know. That sounded yes. like a... It's <laughs> not <laughs> like you're trying to hold in some diarrhea. I guess Elden it's my foot. Elden Ring has sold 16.6 million units as of June. I think by the end of the year... I think it gets to 20. I think it'll hit 20. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. But good for them. Game of the year. I don't think it can be topped. You agree? Agree. Unless God of War blows me out of the wall. Water. <laughs> Spider-Man came to PC. The PC files hint that a there was a canceled multiplayer mode in this game. Also, there's notes about a PC launcher from PlayStation. Multiplayer in this would be so much fun. And I assume we're going to get it in two. Do you? We have to. Yeah. Uh, the PC launcher, I don't know about that. I would just stick with Steam, but maybe it's a launcher and a launcher. I've heard some people say that. The Game Award will be airing December 8th, live from LA. 
Again, Jeff is just everywhere. There's a Disney and Marvel game showcase happening September 9th, and it will include a, quote, sneak peek at the upcoming Marvel ensemble game from Skydance, end quote. And I wrote here in... It's my phone. <laughs> Stop with your phone. <laughs> it's Fantastic Four. Like, Amy Hennig is writing a Fantastic Four game. Yeah. Or, what do you think? X-Men? Thunderbolt? Thundercat? Thunderbolt Cats? I don't think X... Well, I mean, it could be X-Men, but I'm guessing it's Fantastic Four. Yeah. A lot of people think we're going to see the rumored Black Panther open world game there as well. The Mega Drive slash Genesis Mini 2 had their full game list announced, and it was announced that it is also coming to Europe. As far as the U.S. goes, you will be getting some highlights here that I've written down, such as Fatal Fury 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Streets of Rage 3, EQJ, <laughs> Earthworm Jim 2, Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic CD, Vector Man 2, as well as Crusader of Senti. Do you know how many... There are so many people, I guarantee it, that, ha- that, that own... have an unbought or unopened yes. thing, and they're like... Like, if you just try to buy Crusader Senti on it's eBay... Like $500 or something. Just for the cartridge. not yeah. with, Like, without the box, manual, whatever. Just to ha- own that game, it was so... Again, thanks, Mom and Dad, for throwing our games <laughs> in the dumpster when you moved down here. But, like, this... Now, again, they're only making a tenth of the amount of units they made for the first one. But the fact that they put this game in there, first off, I love it. It's I'm one of the best you, Genesis buy games two, ever. Keep it boxed up. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But, like, it kills the resale market for that game. And I love that. Good. Because yeah. I hate people that just are like, oh, I bought Crusader Senti from Toys R Us in 1995 for $10, and now I will sell it for 1000 it's bullcrap Tokyo Game Show will have a VR event that will feature Kojima Productions Square Enix and more however Kojima Productions has said they're not showing off any games they're just kind of talking about the tech so everybody just chill GTA 6 will reportedly feature single player DC DLC and I'm like yeah okay they told us that with GTA 5 nine years ago did we get it? no just make the freaking game. Don't j- 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 stop with the freaking reports. Just make the freaking game and make it the freaking game freaking good. Helldivers 2 has leaked via a trailer that was now taken down. Again, this is one of those games that was in the original NVIDIA leak. So obviously it's happening. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2, the campaign will be playable one week early if you do a digital pre-order on PS4 or PS5. That will be me. If it's not on Game Pass, I will be there playing it one week early, and then I will not play multiplayer. <laughs> Do you care about this at all? Nope. Because you didn't play through the whole first, the the first, the, the the second first Modern Warfare. Right. No, I don't care. Yeah. Also, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Warzone seems to seems to have leaked, and it's coming out November sixteenth. Happy birthday, Jess! I'm sure you're very happy about that. Gotham Knights has gone gold. You getting this? I'm going to wait for reviews. Randomly, I was looking up uh, YouTube videos for some reason. It came into my feed about the Arkham games. I'm like, man, I kind of want to play it, but like, 
I thought the Saints Row reboot was going to be good. I wasn't going to play it either way. But then when I see it's like a 62 on Metacritic or whatever it is, I'm like, and everybody says it's like a bad game. Like, okay. I'm not, I'm definitely not pre-ordering this. We'll see because, so now if I pre-order Modern Warfare 2, I can play that on the 20th. This comes out like the 26th or something. I, I don't know what it is. When you're going to be gone? When we're going to be gone? Oh, October 20th? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was November. No. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we won't be Maybe. Gone. I will wait for the reviews. Kena, Bridge of Spirits, is coming to Steam on September 27th. Also, for consoles, you're getting some cool updates. New Game Plus, more Charm Stones, Spirit Guide Trials, and Enhanced Photo Mode, and more. I'm still so fucking impressed. <laughs> you cheated me out of this plan. I didn't cheat you out of anything. They cheated me. My stupid PS5 cheated me. <laughs> oh, Judge had a homework. Good. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, there was a leak that says it's coming out November 15th with DLC coming in the future according to some promo material that came out early. What? <laughs> Just laughing at you and Kana. That's funny. That's funny <laughs> to you? Okay. <laughs> New Tales from the Borderlands is apparently coming out October 21st. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is coming out October 18th. Them's Fighting Herds is out on console October 18th. Have you seen this? What do you think it is? It sounds like sheep and cows fighting each other. Yep. Is that what it is? I really hope that's on PS Plus in October because I'm like, I want to play this game, but I'm not going to pay just, 40, It sounds like for. a PS Plus kind of game. Yeah. Uh, the Evil West has been delayed two months into November. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes has eclipsed one million sold. So that's the Fire Emblem Muso hack and slash game. PlayStation's Rollerdrome trial was supposed to be one hour long, but apparently it's only 35 minutes. They may have fixed it by now. I don't know. But, like, what the hell are you doing? People are paying for this stupid service, and you can't get anything right. Yeah. Game Pass, much better. Not a good look. Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, has had their trophies go live on PSN profiles. I thought this game was delayed, like, indefinitely, but maybe it's not delayed that much. That's shocking. Yep. PlayStation Productions is making a Days Gone movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. Shut it. Uh, Sega is apparently trying to turn Comic Zone and Space Channel 5 into movies. Comic Zone, yes. But, obviously, you got to make it. I was going to say, like, Spider-Verse. Animated, yeah. Well, yeah, I would hope yeah. it's animated, yeah. <laughs> you don't want me going, hey, here's a panel. <laughs> <clears throat> Space Channel 5, I have no idea what that even is. I have no idea. Uh, Tiger Woods is on the cover of PGA Tour 2K23 uh, after he left EA in their uh, golf series about 10 years ago. And Wave Race 64 is out now on the Switch Online Expansion Pass. Um, so you don't have it here, but... <clears throat> Also, right before we recorded, there's some leaks about, and I think Chris mentioned it in the Discord about PSVR 2 supposedly is early oh, yeah. 23. Seen, I mean, PlayStation tweeted it out. PlayStation France. PlayStation France and yeah. PlayStation... Somebody else. Was it UK? 
but the at PlayStation account has not tweeted it yet. But I was hoping it would be this year, but I would gladly take early 23. That's that's totally okay. I assumed at this point, I assumed it was next year. Um, But also I've got uh, uh, Dead Space, First Spoken, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. And then March is... Oh, March is Resident Evil 4 remake. Oh, yeah. Maybe they do what Oculus did with RE4, the regular. Include VR. Oh, my God. Chainsaw got... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. We didn't... We, uh, we, didn't have, yeah. we didn't give your thoughts on She-Hulk. That's it for this episode <laughs> of the two-player co-op podcast. I'm not going to watch that bullshit-ass show. But... Until the next time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing. That was good. Thanks.